Hello there, friends. Welcome to the Thrive Forward podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit more than just gift giving, right? Last episode, we talked about gifting, like as in giving a physical gift and spending and overspending. This episode, we're going to talk about like giving a gift um, of a monetary value. What is the smartest way to give to charities, to give to family at the end of the year? This is the time of year I get the most amount of questions when it comes to giving. So if you or someone you know is in the thought process of wanting to give, whether it be a monetary gift to a family member, children, uh, grandchildren, whatever it might be. What is the best avenue to give those gifts? What limits do you have? And then if you're going to gift to a charity, what are your options? What does that look like? So tune in, press play and give it a listen. And if you feel so inclined, as always, we love when you share our content so that more individuals can learn and feel empowered from a financial space. So welcome to today's episode. All right, friends. So on today's episode, we're going to break it up into two different kind of sections. One, giving to an individual that you love and is close to you and other giving to an organization, uh, something that's important to you. So Again, this is the time of year where we start to, well, I hope you do it at all points in the year, but we start to really focus in on gratitude. It's the time of year, it's ending out the year, right? We are hitting the last two months of 2021. I want to give you all a big high five. You have, um, you've made it this far. And I know that it has been trying times for many of us. We have lost loved ones. We are grieving we are also celebrating many a joy. So I want you to look at any time that we spend together as a conversation in both and. You can have both things, joy, sorrow, pain, grief, happiness, all of those things can come together. So on today's episode, we're going to give you both and. Gifting to those individuals that you love and gifting to organizations. Anyway, Let's start with those people that we love. This is a common question that I get asked by many a different client. And again, understand, please, that this might not be applicable to you. So you need to meet with a financial professional, whether that's myself or someone else that you trust to have these conversations. Again, we are not here to give you tax advice. We're going to talk about some limits when it comes to gifting, but by all means, this is a personal situation. So you need to address that. This is not advice that we are giving you. This is purely education and knowledge for you to digest and go and have a greater conversation as are many of the topics that we talk about on the lovely podcast. So Gifting at the end of the year, many times individuals want to write that Christmas bonus to their loved ones um, or their holiday bonus to their loved ones. And it can come in several different forms. A lot of times we look at it as gifting cash and some individuals want to gift securities like stocks or bonds, uh, or you want to fund somebody's college education. There are a lot of different ways that you can add these gifts for individuals that you love, whether it be your children or your grandchildren. One thing that I want you to be very cognizant of when gifting. 
So this goes for my more experienced and aged listeners and anyone who is caring for anybody in that space as well. Remember that if you are in what we refer to as a spend down situation, when giving a gift, there is a five-year look back period. So my friends, there's no way you can hide assets. Let's just like get that one out of the way. We aren't here to gift to give away so that, you know, it doesn't count towards something if we are in a spend down care situation. What we're here today is to talk about how can you do this in the smartest way possible. So you have every year up to $15,000 based on the current tax situation. And again, we're not here to give you tax advice, but $15,000 a year that you can gift to one individual. So that being said, if you are in a married partnership and you are giving to, let's say your child who is in a married partnership, you can give, each spouse can give $15,000 to each spouse. So it goes to individual to individual. You have the ability to do that. So if you are looking to spread your generational wealth that you've consumed and see the fruits of your wonderful labor, this is a lot of conversation I have with my clients. You can give a gift upon your life ending or no longer walking this breath and breathing the air of this earth and leave wonderful estate to your loved ones. Or you can give while you're living and at the impasse of you transitioning into the next life. That being said, it's your personal opinion and what you want. I call it my wealth vision when I talk to my clients. What is your vision that you want your money to do for you? So it's not about what I say you should do or somebody else should say you should do. If you want to be able to see what your children do or grandchildren do with those gifts, then you can have the ability to gift while you're living. But I just want you to understand what those limits are. You can give well beyond that dollar amount. It just might require that you have a couple other tax documents that you complete. And that's where I would say lean into your tax professional to be able to make sure that you best understand what your scenario is. That being said, that's cash. That's cash money that you would be giving. The other piece that you can give is securities. So oftentimes um, I, you know, let's say you have a specific security. We're not going to name any names, but it's appreciated in value. And you would love to see your grandchild or your child own that security. Maybe it's a company that you worked for, or you have some sort of like connection with this company that you want to pass on to the next generation. Well, you can do that in the form of simply a security you already own and passing that into ownership and changing titling. There's a couple of things that you just wanna be super cognizant of. When you give a gift of a stock or a bond or some level of security upon your passing with most investment instruments, your individuals who are inheriting that or beneficiaries will receive what's called a step up in value. That means on the date of your passing, they have the ability to have that tax value. So they don't have to pay any of the taxes on the gains that were accumulated during your lifetime. They get a new, let's call it starting point. And again, this is as applicable as the tax laws are today. That being said, if you give a gift of a 
stock or bond or investment security while you're living, they have to carry on your basis or what you bought it for. So that does mean that they're responsible if in that time period they wanted to sell or needed to sell, they would have to pay taxes on all of that gain. So sometimes when we're giving securities, it's actually more favorable, and we'll talk about this, to give those to charitably inclined or your 501c3 or your nonprofits versus an individual. Of course, I understand um, all of the sentimental values that might come from something. And so again, this has to be within your vision and what you want. It's not necessarily what someone else might tell you that you should do, right? Guide with that heart and that soul in terms of what it is. Just understand the strategies of what might be um, advantageous for you to consider. The other piece is um, in some states, uh, you have the capacity if you are going to participate in adding to a college savings fund for your grandchild or children or whatever it might be, you have the ability to potentially have a tax deduction for the amount that you have contributed. Now, there are certain limits and some states don't allow for this and some states do. So you want to make sure that you check whatever state that you live in and what those limitations are. And trust me, they're not grandiose, but they are nice to consider uh, when you are starting to decide which way do I want to be able to give and how do I want to give to those individuals. So just to recap um, and put a little bow on the personal side of things, consider where do you want to give those gifts to those individuals? Do you want it to be during your lifespan or do you want it to be upon your passing? Again, have the most joy you want to have with your wealth before you start dishing it out. But this this is something that's really important to you to be able to spread that wealth to your family while you're living. Then just consider where do you want it to go? Do you want it to be, you know, what do you want it to be? Do you want it to be cash? Do you want it to be a security? Do you want to be um, a 529? And there are lots of different ways that you can do different things. The other piece that I would just caveat that I forgot to say, um, rewind, right? Maybe you want to pay off a debt directly to someone. Maybe there's some medical debt. Maybe there's some student loan debt. Maybe there's something that as a gift you want to to make payment and make that go away for that loved one. Um, For it to not be considered a gift, you want to pay that organization directly. So make that payment out to XYZ bank or XYZ institution so that that cannot be included as a gift because um, those dollar amounts might be larger than the $15,000 that we talked about. Just remember those limitations. Again, always consult with your tax accountant on what is the best scenario for you personally. We're going to take a little break from the podcast real quick, mainly because I have something super fun launching in January of 2022, and it's just for you. We are creating a community. Not that we don't have one already with the Thrive Forward podcast and the Forethought Planning family, but we want you to be a part of it. And we are opening up an opportunity for a group of women to gather together every month to talk about money. This is a safe, sacred space that we will create. And every month we will have a different topic that we focus in on. This is a shame-free space, non-judgment place for us to learn, gather, and share. So many of the topics will be around financial behaviors, financial strategies, things of that sort to take into place. By no means is this individual financial advice, but rather for you to 
gather together with like-minded individuals to advance your knowledge and empower yourself to start making those decisions to thrive your life forward. So if you are interested, please go to forethoughtplanning.com backslash wealth circles to apply to be a part of our awesome circles that are starting January, 2022. You won't want to miss out. Now back to more of our episode. So let's flip the script a little bit. Let's say, you know, maybe it's not somebody that you want to donate to as an individual, but it's an organization that you want to give to. And uh, this is something I I just absolutely love about most, most, almost, I would say 99.9% of my clients really feel very inclined to give. And so this is a common conversation that we have. What are the organizations that you want to give to? So before we get into strategy, one thing that I want you to consider when making a donation to a 501c3 or a nonprofit, it's just a fancy way of saying nonprofit, you want to check out how much of my donation is actually going towards the cause that I am donating towards. So there is a great resource out there uh, and website that you can go up and look up almost any nonprofit and see what are they actually donating to. So when you when a when a nonprofit receives a donation, of course they have an operating budget, they have salaries that they have to pay, they have all of these other things and overhead and marketing and things like that, that they have to cover. But how much of it is actually going back to the cause at hand? There's a website called charitynavigator.org that does a phenomenal job of being able to very easily show you, I think it's actually like a dial, um, if I remember correctly, that will point you um, in the direction of how much they are donating to the actual cause. And they have a rating, and of course the rating system is, you know, developed by them. So I'm not saying that you have to have a specific rating for an organization to donate to them but have a good understanding for yourself where your money is going and what it is going to. Some individuals actually really do appreciate their money going to operations because then they know there's the solvency of the organization going on. I also just think that it's really important that you consider the financial statements of a nonprofit and what do their financial responsibilities look like so that they are continuing with the mission that you are passionate about donating to. So that's number one. Number two, I want you to think about, again, the direction. Are you giving cash? Are you going to give a security? I mentioned earlier in the conversation that it might be more beneficial to donate a security directly to a nonprofit. I talked about that gain, right? That gain that if you, if you gift that stock to a individual, then that individual has to carry on what's called the cost basis or your growth, right? And they would have to pay taxes on that growth. On the other hand, if you donate that to a nonprofit, then they don't. They can actually sell it and not have any tax liability of that growth. So a lot of times clients who have 
appreciated stock to um, push off that tax burden and not have that tax burden fall on themselves or their family. They have the ability of being able to make a charitable donation while also being tax conscious. So again, that gifting still comes from that soul, the good place that you want to, but you're also being strategic. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with you being strategic in the gifts that you give. In fact, nonprofits are totally used to being able to do that. So you can have those questions and ask them, uh, do they have the capacity of being able to take on donations of in-kind securities? That's kind of how we talk about it in our, in our realm. The other piece that I wanted to talk about is thinking about donor advised funds or charitable trusts or different titling to remove assets from your wealth into another capacity. Again, this is a very complex planning situation and you want to make sure not only are you advising your tax person, but you're also involving an estate planning attorney and your financial planner. Those three individuals can work very closely together to help you plan in the best case scenario to make sure that you are looking out for what is individually in your best interest and how you want to move forward. Again, that vision for your wealth. That being said, let's talk about donor advised funds. They are a buzzword and a lot of people are talking about them. They are very accessible. And essentially what you can do is you can take a chunk of your donations and in one year, get a tax deduction for that donation to a said nonprofit in the future. What a donor advised fund functions as is kind of like a vessel for you to put money into that is taken out of your estate and your monies, you can no longer use it for anything else but to give. And let's say in that year, you don't have a nonprofit that you are wanting to give to in that space. Well, you can hold off and that money can actually continue to be invested with the hoping that it would grow and multiply potentially that gift that you would have. Of course, with any investment, you know that there is risk. There's risk of you know, loss of principal. There is risk of anything, right? But you're transitioning. Again, maybe it's that appreciated stock. Maybe it's cash that you're putting into this donor advised fund, but it allows you to have that tax write-off in one year and spread that gift over multiple years if you wanted to. A lot of times in these situations, it doesn't make sense unless you're going to be doing a larger amount, given the fact, especially for uh, those individuals who are married filing jointly, the standard deduction is quite large. So you want to think about it being above and beyond your standard deduction. So that's where, you know, again, these are not specific tax guidelines and I don't want to be your tax advisor because that's not me. I'm a financial planner. That said, always, always, always involve your tax, you know, tax accountant, your estate planning attorney, your financial planner in any of these conversations so that you can think about them a little bit more forward. With that said, there have been over the last couple of years, some tax changes to different scenarios. So when you think about the standard deduction, if your standard deduction, let's say, is $25,000, and I'm just going to use a round number for married filing jointly, if you don't have the deductions that add up to be more than that number, you're just going to take that number of 25000 And essentially, all of the gifts 
are included in the deduction that your accountant or CPA is processing for you. That piece, you have to get over the standard deduction with all of your donations and other deductions that you can take to make that count. So if you're going to make a contribution to a donor advised fund, you want it to be over that dollar amount. So again, we're talking about larger gifts that you would be giving. Let's kind of put a little bit of a bow on that nonprofit piece. One, strongly encourage you to find out where that money is going to, who and what the organization is spending that money on. So is it operations? Is it the actual cause or, you know, fundraising aspect of things? Is it marketing? It will tell you specifically if you utilize tools like Charity Navigator, where those funds are going to. And sometimes we'll give you a rating for that particular company against its peers. Then you need to consider what is it that you're giving? Are you giving a security? Are you giving a cash donation and of how much? And then don't forget to weave in your partners. As I've talked about them before on previous episodes of the podcast, your personal board of directors, your accountant, your CPA, your attorney to make sure that you're making the right decisions on doing anything before you actually do it yourself. And then from there, what is the best best vehicle for you to give? Is it directly to the organization? Is it utilizing some other tool like a donor advised fund, a charitably inclined trust? Um, There are lots of different things that you can do, but understanding what is the best scenario for your own personal financial picture And what your vision is for your wealth is the utmost importance anytime you're talking about any strategic planning. It is gearing up towards the end of the year. So if you do want to do something like that, don't wait till the last minute. A donor advised fund cannot be established on December 31st and made that donation into and still have it count for this tax year. So any of your donations that you're making, you want to make sure if it's for this tax year of 2021, that you do it by December 31st. If you are thinking strategically ahead to 2022, bravo, my friend, and you can start to have those planning conversations now or wait till, you know, January to initiate some of those planning conversations with your team. As always, if you have any questions, please direct any tax or legal questions to your accountant or your attorney and any financial planning questions to your financial planner, whether that be myself or someone else. We always want to learn different topics that are important to you. So if this was helpful, feel free to share, tag us in whatever social media platform you're you're sharing it on and be sure to continue to subscribe to the podcast. We are always looking for different topics though. So if there's a different topic or something that you would like that we talked about today and you would like us to do an add on to that, you can always send us an email at, forethought, at info at forethoughtplanning.com and we would be happy to accept some of your ideas and share those forward. Thank you so much for joining this episode of the Thrive Forward podcast. As always, remember, you are worthy of wealth. 
The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of Forethought Planning, Advisors Pied, or LPL Financial. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities are offered through LPL Financial and member of FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Advisors Pride, an SEC registered investment advisor. LPL Financial, Advisors Pride, Forethought Planning, and the guests of the Thrive Forward podcast are separate and unaffiliated parties.